0: good evening thank you for listening to our podcast my name is computron and i am a computer i compute things what's up everybody welcome welcome (laughs) we're so glad that you are listening once again my name is juan and i am joined by my best pals or my charles's kevin and mark and we (laughs) like (laughs) movies on this episode we are rebooting the 2022 film brian and charles directed by jim archer most known for directing British television and starring David Earl as Brian and Chris Hayward as Charles. David and Chris also wrote the movie. This was my pick. We're going to download this onto your hard drive through our passionate, informative, and sometimes comedic conversation. But first, let me tell you what this movie is about. In a tiny English town set in the present day, Brian lives completely alone. He works as the town Mr. Fix-It, and in his spare time, he devotes himself to creativity and mainly to invention. He invents mostly useless things. One day, it occurs to him to build a friend, a robot. Inadvertently, he magically invents an almost fully autonomous sentient AI robot out of a washing machine and other parts. The Mm. robot is named Charles. And as the two experience a blossoming friendship, Brian must worry about keeping Charles a secret, especially from the town scum Eddie. But Brian must also deal with Charles's growing sense of independence wonder and adventure the film has a runtime of a minute uh, an hour and 30 minutes it was released on july 8th by focus features and it's grossed just under a million dollars globally it tackles themes of friendship technology small town living loneliness parenthood and love uh all right now i will begin with uh, oh, oh no no sorry not yet. Oh yeah, here we go. As sorry, <laughs> I got it now. I got it, boys. Copytron
1: uh, is failing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not compute. Uh, <laughs> as mentioned earlier, that was user error. As mentioned earlier, <laughs> this was my pick, and boy, do I wish I could get a do-over. All I really knew about this film was from seeing the trailer months ago and really enjoying what was presented there. Uh, Fool me three times, you, you, you fooled me again, as this was definitely a case of all the best parts being in the trailer. I loved Charles. Charles was absolutely the best part of the film in every way. I couldn't get enough of Charles. Everything else, I could do without. Brian was not a likable character. The story is lazy. The film is told as a mockumentary, um, I think, because this is only used as a gimmick. It's not explained why anyone is filming Brian. The conflict in the film, it has no real gravity. Decisions don't make a whole lot of sense. It's a solid idea. Although it's been done more successfully before, um, yet I felt that this movie had loads of potential. But that potential, um, along with a really charming character like Charles, was wasted in the hands of amateur writers who were able to write some comedic moments, but not a complete human story. The film is based off of a short story by the same name and by the same creators, which was screened at South by Southwest way back in 2017. It seems to have had some critical success being nominated for several awards, uh, including Sundance and the BAFTAs. And before you accuse me of just not quote unquote getting it because it's British humor, recognize who you're talking to. I love British humor. I even recognize David Earl from his work on the Ricky Gervais shows, Derek and extras, (laughs) but this just didn't hit the mark and was drier than sawdust. Unfortunately, Earl's character, Brian carries most of the blame as Brian is just a dull, unrelatable character. Ultimately this movie failed because Charles was not in charge.
2: Kevin, you're up. <laughs> All right. So um, this movie was a PG Frankenstein meets short circuit with a dash of <laughs> once in it. Um That's I like Yeah. I like some aspects of it. I'm like I was talking with Ava about how movies are about relationships and this was about, you know brian's relationship i forgot the girl now um with the girl hazel, hazel his relationship with charles but most importantly his relationship with himself and having to deal with his selfishness because he created charles you know because he was because he was lonely he didn't want to let charles do anything he was very selfish with him and he had to grow like a parent to say hey i have to let you go and those aspects were 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 okay um if you want to see a very 2d villain i'm like i don't know why that guy was so angry at everything and his daughters were were so some, were something else um, his wife Anne was the only one who was at least a little bit sensitive and like i said i'm like you come see it it's again charles is the best part um brian does have some growth in it where he has to deal with himself and man up but ultimately it like it, it just doesn't
1: hit the mark
0: Ooh, I think that <clears throat> segues to you, Mark.
1: Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, I erased everything that I wrote about a minute into what you were saying, Juan, because it's spot on, 100%. I, just, I was baffled by the decisions that were made for this movie. Eddie was the worst part of the movie. He had no point to be in the movie. And I was actually bummed out and just kind of taken out of the movie once Eddie popped up. And not to say I was fully invested because I think (laughs) the notes that I put show that, you know, and we'll we'll get into that. But just, yeah, Juan, you, you hit it right on the nose, man. Like that's I couldn't have said it better myself
0: oh thank you <laughs> um i think it just i mean i i really i really had to go in, in into detail because i i really ha- did have high hopes for yeah. the, did, did any of you guys
2: watch the trailer
0: no no i did not at all i saw I it mean, I yeah it, very,
2: it looked very good
0: yeah the trailer is emotional it's like man it it, it it the concept comes through so well you're like wow what a what a creative idea um i loved the look of charles you know really? like you know it was it was by i mean that's another it was by far the best thing that this guy had invented everything else was so stupid yeah um but he looked so awesome um and so the trailer is magnificent and even most of the funny parts are in the trailer um and then man everything else um just fell yeah. so flat so i was Again, so disappointed and also <clears throat> so let down that now I have to wait two more picks before I get another sh- shot at this.
1: You redeem yourself. It's okay, man. Remember, I picked ones and zeros. Nobody comes back from that. Uh, one of the things that I put was uh, – one of the notes I had, I said, if, if if he had a family, this would feel like a bit better, but it feels like we're making fun of him. Like, he's got something wrong with him, and we're watching him be a klutz and just, like, make all the wrong decisions, and then he somehow makes, you know, the best robot at or ever out of a washing machine. It just – it was just so I, – I wasn't – how am I supposed to be invested in Brian? Like, that's why we're, we're drawn to Charles because it feels like Charles has more of a personality than yeah. Brian does, which doesn't make sense. Like yeah. – <laughs> I mean, I think I just about died. I melted in my seat when Charles was doing his happy dance when Brian came home. <laughs> like I it was, was just like puppy. right running in running in, running in, in, in place. Like, dude, it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just everything that Charles did and it, it was just perfection. And for me, like I was looking at this story as you know what, this is like this is the continuation of Pinocchio. Like, this is what happens when he becomes an angsty teen and then he becomes a, you know, a a young adult. And I was hoping that's what we were going to have. I was hoping we were going to have this, this relationship, you know, growing and changing between Brian and Charles, you know, because even Brian kept saying, you know, what's gotten into you. Um, So, like, I, I just, it, man, so far, season two has been uh, a series of missed opportunities. Because this is another missed opportunity. Like, I feel like any other way this movie could have gone, it could have been better than this route. Like, man, Eddie was just the dumbest thing. Like, why, why would you yeah. bring a bully into it? Like, what? what? Yeah. They're all adults. Like, come on now. Like, yeah, it made me even feel more that Brian's got something wrong with him. Because any mm-hmm. any old person would be like, "Yo, no, you're not gonna break into my house and steal my robot, bro." Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let me let me get into that real quick. And so that's definitely one decision. And then there's another one, but um, about that, right? So I I, I had exactly what, what you said, which was, um, you know, how Charles completely overshadows Brian because he had immensely more personality than yeah. Brian. I mean, Brian was just you're right, I mean, you didn't know if you should pity him and feel sorry for, it was just, cr- it was pretty cringe. Yeah. Um, yes,
1: it was.
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, with Eddie, for example, um, he was just poorly written, because he was just there to be a nemesis. Yeah. We never really understood his motivation, his purpose, or his, his reasoning. Like, it's clear that he's supposed to be stupid, but, um, But the fact that even him, like, didn't see any potential in Charles beyond converting him into firewood for his annual bonfire, you're you're beyond stupid at that point. You're just brain dead, you know, because
1: I
2: I did think when Brian went over and like he was talking to Eddie, like, where's Charles? I thought that was going to be a moment where, oh, we found out Eddie talks to Charles and like reveals like why he's such an a-hole. You know what I mean? And he actually, but then it wasn't that. It was just, oh, okay, let's just go. Now I'm gonna burn him. Yeah. So that was,
0: you know. So yeah, if if it's not clear up to this point, you know, Brian and Charles are pretty much living a kind of happy life, and then of course. The town bully, um, who bullies everyone apparently, um, you know, catches wind of it through his two daughters who are like the twins from The Shining, or they're like they're just evil, like, and terrible people.
1: I love that they were at like a toddler's playground smoking cigarettes. <laughs> like, y'all couldn't have been anywhere else. You're literally, I, it was just so weird, man. It was out of place,
0: yeah. Um, so then he you know, bullies his way into, and he actually breaks into Brian's house and steals Charles and then puts him, you know, he makes him a slave and then he decides to burn him or whatever. But then, so not only, yeah, was that character, you know, weird and, and confusing. um, But then it's like, why didn't, why couldn't Brian, okay, I get, I get that he's cowardly and (coughs) lacks confidence but you don't need confidence to so just pick up the phone and call the cops <laughs> and say, hey, this guy stole my robot. Look at all my inventions. I invented this robot too. What has that guy invented? He stole my robot. And like Well, Hazel's
1: got proof. Yeah. She's an accomplice. I yeah, it's just that whole scene when he shows up at the farm and he's watching and Charles' like, I wanna go home. And I'm like, Yeah, just be like, All right, bud, let's go. And you yeah. just walk out. <laughs> yeah like no he's like no i'm sorry that he leaves like uh it was so uh i guess i i i will describe it because i want people to vo- Nah, i really want people to experience charles charles was a blessing <laughs> well so anyways so once once charles is stolen from brian's house brian automatically assumes it's eddie so he goes to his house And sure enough, that's when he sees that Charles has become like a slave. And he had a big old chain around his neck, too. Like, yeah, they're really pushing that home that he was a slave now. And uh, it looked like he had oil coming out of his mouth or grease or something like they made him look all disheveled. Um, And so he he talks to Eddie. He's like, hey, man, you broke into my house and stole my robot. He goes, yeah. And he's like, "Okay," And he's like, yeah, I'm going to burn him. He's like, oh, all right. And that's it. Like that's that is the interaction, and they they both go their their separate ways. And it was just it was just so strange. Like y'all are adults. Like I, I don't understand how you're just going. Oh man, I gotta walk away now. My, when my robot's right here, and I I feel like Eddie walked away, and Charles and Brian had their moment in the middle of open space. Yeah. <laughs> <and it> just <laughs> like yeah, let's go. And you know, so again, it. I don't understand. Like. Am I supposed to feel sorry for Brian because he just doesn't understand? Or I don't, he, his, his whole character was just, it was just all over the place.
0: Yeah. And, and I, again, I, I just take it to um, either inexperience or, um, you know, or laziness in the writing, you know, because these characters weren't fleshed out. You know, we needed more backstory for Brian. We definitely needed more backstory for Eddie. And, and again, even the gimmick of saying, oh, they're we're <coughs> filming a documentary about him, even though they tell us nothing about it. Yeah. That's, that's where I get the laziness from, because it's like, well, maybe, like, it just seems like it's too much work. Or it's too hard to now create all this backstory, so let's just say you know they're just random. But it's never mentioned. There's a few interactions with the person behind the camera, um, and it and and the, and then it by the end of the movie you forget that that's even what it was supposed to be. Like it was such a weird gimmick. Yeah, and, there was even a car
2: chase, and apparently the camera guy got in the back with
0: him. Yeah,
2: and then he was able to film Hazel driving too
0: yeah yeah exactly Uh, um but the biggest problem with the writing which kevin already alluded to was that the main thing that carried weight in the story was the parental relationship that brian had with charles that as charles developed he went from a child to a teenager who then wanted to see the world especially honolulu which he manifested by making himself a hula skirt and trying <laughs> to walk to hawaii which again everything charles did was amazing man he was he it was so awesome um but <laughs> <Those> unfortunately <whatever. laughs> unfortunately, they wrote brian to be too dimwitted to truly be able to grapple with this internal conflict of finally having a friend, but then that friend or child expressing their need for independence, or they kind of at times maybe started in that direction, but then completely yanked the wheel toward the conflict with Eddie, um, which again it just it just didn't work. Mm-hmm.
1: There was nothing – there was no – I feel like if they would have showed <clears throat> interactions at the beginning of the movie between Eddie and Brian, then that would have made a little more sense. But literally right smack in the movie, Brian's in a uh, convenience store looking at groceries, and here's Eddie at the register being a jerk, and that's how he's introduced to us. And as immediately when that happened – where did I put it? I put a uh, – uh, where did I put it? Oh gosh, where is it? Anyways, I was just, I was so upset. Oh, I was, I put, I hate the addition of a town bully. I would have preferred to watch the relationship of Charles and Brian, like, uh, cause it just, it, it was, it was so silly that all of a sudden this guy's just like, yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I I just – I wish we we had more Charles. Speaking of his little hula skirt, bro, when they finally said – when Brian was like, oh, I'm going to take you into town, and he came out, bro, he – I thought he looked like a pimp with his (laughs) hat and his dress. He's (laughs) like – came out like I'm ready to go and Brian's like whoa what are you wearing I was like you leave him alone he looks amazing
2: I I watched this with the girls and they were like what's wrong with what he's wearing he looks nice
1: no there was nothing bro. It It was it was amazing he really looked like a pimp and I feel like that's why Brian couldn't handle it because he was going to realize man this guy's outshadowing me in the movie too just in real life everything he's outshadowing me a washing machine
0: Dude, he was he was so good one of my favorite lines was um, towards towards the beginning of him kind of becoming more, more aware and uh, they're going to bed and he, they're saying good night and then he says wishing you the best of yeah, nights Bro,
1: I wrote that down <laughs> I literally put wishing you the best of nights I gotta start <laughs> using that
0: <laughs> exactly it was so good man like it was it's almost mind-boggling how they could write. Maybe that's maybe they just, you know, kind of, for lack of a better term, you know, blew their load on, <laughs> <laughs> on writing Charles. And Charles. They had
1: all no- their emphasis on Charles. Yeah, and
0: they ben had him. nothing left for any other oh, part you know, of this the story.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> later on in that same scene where he says, uh wishing you the best nights. He goes, I am sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> I am sleeping. <laughs> I was dying, man. <laughs>
2: I was going to say about what Juan was saying. I think the most egregious thing is, like, it just had such a, like, it ended where you thought it was going to end. I was waiting for twists or something, like, different, but it just all wrapped up where Brian man's up, does his thing. And, by the way, that was the weakest cabbage cannon I've ever seen. Like, yeah. That would, have not have that would not have stopped that car if he shot it at it. I like, think it was so weak. Yeah. The, but, right. yeah. Well, all the resolutions were very predictable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like the chest punch seemed more powerful than the cabbage gun.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I I was really bummed. So uh, the final interaction between Eddie and Brian, you see there's like a montage of Brian making what I thought was going to be like another robot. And instead it, it was like this vest that I guess he pushes a button in it there's spring loads and it just yeah. pushes the other person away. Like it he would have came to his chest. in. <laughs> that would have been that. great. If it just exploded right through his chest and now we got a <laughs> horror movie on our hands. Um, yeah. So that was kind of like a bummer too. Like I, how do you spend so long on making something like that? I thought, and I was waiting for it because like, I felt like they took forever to show that. Like there was a solid like 20 minutes of interaction and <coughs> conversations and we didn't get to see what he made. And I just kept going, I kept saying, where is it? Where is it? I know he made some, where is it? And when it finally happened, I went, Oh, and
2: they, right. they did show them have a dinner break in the middle of building that
1: too. <laughs> yeah, it was that long. It was that long. He needed a dinner break. Um, so that that's just another, another like missed opportunity. Um, Now he could have had... Yeah, I really do think to take Juan's term blew their load on on Charles because Charles was really the best part of the movie.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Oh, and sorry, we need to stop calling him Charles. His name is Charles Petrescu. (laughs) (laughs) I am Charles Petrescu. (laughs) That's how he would introduce himself. And did anybody notice that he was the Prince of the Dartboard, the Hiding Champion... But, bro, he was the ultimate wingman, too. I don't think he, I don't think he realized that. Uh, and, and that's another thing. Like, Brian – oh, gosh. So, all right. So, there's – Hazel is the love interest in the movie. you know, And that whole love thing was just like whatever. So, anyways, I thought Hazel's reaction to this robot was incredible because she sees him sitting in this truck, and she's just staring at him in amazement like – and even when she sees Brian, she looks at him and goes, "Did you make this?" Like she was just b- befuddled uh-huh. to what she's looking at, and that's the reaction I would expect. But then you got the the the, the daughters of Eddie and Eddie himself; like, <coughs> they're looking at at Charles like a uh, uh, tamagotchi or something. Like I don't, they they they're like, "Oh, this is is, is pointless." Make them roll. Make
2: him roll in the grass. Make him dance. R-
1: Yeah, like, it was just, it was so, it was so silly, but um, there's an interaction between Brian, Hazel, and Charles, and Charles is straight up like, hey, man, you should invite (laughs) Hazel to come with us, Mm -hmm. and he's like, what, and she's like, no, it's okay, he's like, no, you need to invite Hazel to come with us, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, dude, I'm telling you, man, Charles was the literal saving grace of this movie. Yeah. He was doing it right in front of her, too. (laughs) Yeah, which is what the ultimate wingman would do. you got no shame.
2: I, I did for a brief second think when when she when he kept talking to her, like, who's on the phone? I'm like, it's Hazel. I thought he was gonna get jealous and like try to hurt her. But oh,
1: that would have been better. That would have been uh, better than what we saw in my mind. I was like,
2: Ooh, Now do, he's a killer he's a, robot. I told the girl, like, he's gonna kill Hazel. I don't care if PG. he's gonna kill her.
1: He's he's gonna open up his chest and try to shove her inside. Yeah, I thought he I was will, to start getting jealous. Yeah, I will consume you, bro.
0: Seriously, there's so many ways it could have gone. <laughs> Every single one of them would have been better than what we got. You know, yeah. if like Charles was discovered and then he became super famous and then Brian resented him. <laughs> you know, like that would have been great if the little chest punch that he made actually maybe killed Eddie. You know, and now they now they had to hide a body.
1: He still had his beating heart in his hands. They, they all three had a run
2: to Holland, uh, Hawaii.
1: Yeah, and Charles looks at him and goes, Boop, boom. Boop, <laughs> <boom."> <laughs> <laughs> Dude, one of the things that I loved there was uh, when uh, Brian and Charles were doing their little dance, and then he fell, and then someone uh, bing bonged the doorbell, and he's <laughs> He's telling him to be quiet. And that's why I felt like this should have been – this is why, I won. I felt like it was like a t- continuation. It was the closure of the Pinocchio story because it felt like Charles was a, a child at the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
1: when – he's like, you need to be quiet. And he's just looking at him. He goes, Bing Bong. He's like, no, <laughs> you need to stop. And then they knock, knock, he knock knock. And he's like, no, stop. You have to stop. Just stop talking like i was dying laughing because that's exactly what a kid would do like you're in this you're in this mode of like bro you just really need to shut the hell up and this kid's just looking at you like oh i'm having fun big bug big bug so like i i was expecting from here on out we're gonna watch charles and brian as a father and son relationship Mm -hmm. it it just it, it felt like that's what they wanted to do but I, I don't know, man. I, I guess they they missed that. They, they missed what they were trying to do. And-
0: well, and even, you know, you mentioned the early stages when he's more of a child. But even a little bit later on when he's a teenager, like he was such a good teenager.
1: an angsty teen, bro, Uh playing that rock music from his room. (laughs) He, like, stormed off to his room, and literally within a second, you hear angsty rock music playing. And I'm like, that's incredible. (laughs) I can picture him just standing in the middle of the room, just not doing anything.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's hope there for these writers, you know, because, again, it it was like the ingredients were there. They just, for whatever reason, I feel like – I don't know how to cook. Yeah, and I feel like um, um, David Earl, who who you know is one of the writers and played Brian, um, he's done two shows with Ricky Gervais. Like he should have just let Ricky Gervais read the script <laughs> and give him some notes because freaking Ricky Gervais is amazing. He would have killed the story.
1: Maybe but... Gervais isn't approachable like that. Maybe he's like, yo, don't don't come to me with your trash. <laughs> he's like he's like
2: Quentin Tarantino. He doesn't want to see your stuff. Maybe. i can
1: see him being that way
0: (laughs) um so i will i will i will say this um since i will you know and even now as we talk about it it kind of breaks my heart because i would want people to experience charles and i want i want to experience charles again but everything else was so disappointing so initially when i wrote this i said since I will not be recommending this movie, I would like to assist our audience with a movie recommendation that is in a similar ballpark as this. And when you hear it, you might think, well, that's a stretch, but but it's in the ballpark. because um, as I, as I mentioned, this idea has been done before, several times, uh, right? Uh-huh. We already mentioned Frankenstein, especially um, the novel Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah. But you, you know, you also mentioned Pinocchio. Um, which is very similar to Pinocchio, um, but um, and and even this alludes to Frankenstein because of how Charles comes to life, you know, yeah. after a thunderstorm, um, and 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 all those other ones I think explore these themes more successfully. But but the one that I'd like to highlight and recommend to people is Lars and the Real Girls. Lars and the Real Girl from 2007 starring Ryan Gosling, which is a film that's much more interesting and drastically uh, with drastically better written characters. Now here's the problem, right um, in an interview, Chris Hayward, who's one of the writers of uh, who played Charles and is and is one of the writers along with David Earle he was being interviewed and he said that originally they didn't want to have a love interest for any of the characters in the film. Like that was not a part of, of any aspect of the original story. It
1: never should be.
0: I know for any character in the film, but then they realized that they needed one in order for the story to have conflict and drama. And this, this perfectly shows Their lack of experience and depth and understanding in their writing. Because there are so many relatable internal elements that they could have grabbed onto with Brian and his loneliness, but then also between Brian and Charles and the parent slash child dynamic of their relationship, which seemed to bubble naturally from the characters in the story. And yet they weren't able to make the connection that those are actually far more interesting elements to an audience and to the general human experience than another forced love interest this is where lars and the real girl stands head above shoulders above this film because while it is a story of a man who is suffering from deep psychological issues so much so that he enters into a real relationship with a sex doll and it's not even a, a like a A physical or sexual relationship it's like she really is his girlfriend a fake sex sex doll that's what the movie's about but the movie doesn't just focus on the relationship between Lars and the doll it's about what is happening with Lars internally Mm -hmm. even though that movie also does have a love interest but it's not forced to introduce conflict and drama so very different in the sense, you know, in some of the nature of the story, although it's that, you know, kind of human, um, you know, artificial um, dynamic relationship, friendship, whatever. Um, that one has similar elements of, of loneliness, of, you know, everything that's going on, but it's done far, far more effectively <laughs> in The Real Girl. So I want to recommend that
1: yeah I actually have never seen that and um I don't know why I think I just read the title and I was like, oh I'm not interested because I assumed it was like a romantic movie but no now i'm now I'm intrigued considering what I just watched um, yeah I don't um I don't uh, I, so the end of the movie we see Charles and he gets his wish and he goes. Uh, not just to Honolulu, but he goes on sightseeing. And I just, it was hard for me to swallow that pill because, like, we're watching this whole movie where Brian is trying to keep Charles possible. But after the town bully does what he does, all of a sudden Brian's like, yeah, man, see you later, go here. I even bought you a ticket to go see the world. Had that have happened like 45 minutes earlier in the movie, basically, what I'm saying, if Eddie was never introduced, like we could have gone straight to the Charles's sightseeing, and then it could have been like a, a prodigal son story. Like, Charles leaves, he gets abused in all these different ways. This could have become a horror movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then he comes back home and's like, I'm sorry that I ever left. Like, I just, I. You know, I want to be here with you and that's it. Uh, And that's and that's, you know, that's how that's how people learn. You know, you experience things and that's how you learn what you like, you don't like and what you should and shouldn't do. And, man, I I just I really going that way with the childlike demeanor that Charles had, you know, Uh, because they they made it a point to make it seem like he was a child.
0: Yeah. Or or like mary shelley's frankenstein you know once um brian and hazel found each other they could have gone the route of again like frankenstein now charles being like hey i want someone for me i want someone that's like me um and (laughs) someone someone for me and you made me so can you make her for me right and in frankenstein um the the well frankenstein who's the actual scientist he refuses and um and it's it's such a great novel but but yeah i mean that that also could have been an interesting direction that they that they could have gone what i thought about the ending again another you know to, to just to even be kind questionable decision let's say it's like if you could afford one of those tickets you can't afford two more. Like, what's <laughs> keeping you in this town? You have no fam. Like, why don't you just go with him? Well, he's got like, Hazel
1: now, bro. That, well, take, take Hazel.
2: Take Hazel. Like the but three now, of them.
1: Now that's, but now that's three tickets.
2: Yeah, go off for I mean But but like he never expressed a desire to leave. Yeah. And it's almost like in Banshees, Patrick, who like I'm happy here. I don't I don't want to go off, off this island. You know what I mean? He didn't have a desire ever to leave. So him. I think that would have been a stretch if he was just like, yeah, now I want
1: to go see the world with you, but he never had the desire. But that's, but that's a different relationship. <sighs> that's that's brother and sister. This is almost like father and son. Like yeah. there's there's really no other way to take it. Like that's the way they presented yeah. it. There was no, oh, they're best friends. No, that's not how it was portrayed at all. Like this was a father and son deal. Um, so I just, I I don't know. It's it's harder for me to see someone. Being okay with their child leaving like that, um, especially so early in the relationship, so I don't know if I agree with that comparison, well, bro.
2: No, but I think even though it was early in the relationship, like it was escalated because he went from a kid to a teen to grown up yeah. almost, and that's why he want he want, he had a desire to see the rest of the world, and <clears throat> and it is it's hard, and I think that's why like had they not taken the, the basic story structure that they did, where like oh we have a love interest. We need a bad guy just to have a bad guy to overcome. If they had just gone, like you were saying, with a whole different story structure, just say, hey, you know, we're going to throw out that whole three-act paradigm. We're just going to have these guys, you know, show up and this relationship and growing and learning how to, like, love something and, and let it go. Because even even today when um I took Ava Bowling for church, like, I was watching her. I was like, all right, you want to go talk to her? She just went up with no fear. She just started talking to her. Hey, can I, can I bowl with y'all? Sure. and she was talking with them and I was very proud of her because I am not that person I was like I'll just go over here and bowl myself but it was, it was like I was sitting there like and, I was, and it was pride in me I'm like wow like she's so happy she's having a conversation with this high schooler from church and oh, oh, like their little group is bowling and they're having fun they're laughing they're joking and um, and we discussed about like when she has to go away to college you see, like and it brings up all these emotions I'm like eventually I'm gonna have to let her go I, I think what they tried to do it wasn't very well they tried an accelerated version of that. Where, like, hey, you know, I'm, he's a kid, he's a teenager. Hey, I don't want you to go, but I need to go. And then he comes to a realization. I just, how well, Juan's illustrated a lot. Like, it was just very poorly done, very lazily done. So we're left there at the end. Like, all right, you just let him go.
0: Mark, you were part of our foursome when we were in the bowling league, right? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if if Kevin's daughter <laughs> bowl the way he bowled? <laughs> <laughs> Throw yourself
1: across the yeah. lane, <laughs> perfectly stop line. Yeah. <laughs> I, miss, I I I do miss that. We got we got to get into that again. Now the bowling league. I
2: don't know if my body can take that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, don't throw yourself. Bowl like a normal person. Uh <laughs> uh Damn. What was I gonna say? I was gonna say something that threw me off. <laughs> i wasn't expecting that oh you know what we should do all right you know what i kind of want to do i kind of want to write a story about charles petrescu and his excursions in all these different places that he's visited because i would i i feel like my mind is going all these places like he's trying all these things okay was he eating the cabbage or was not eating the cabbage (laughs) i don't know they never they kept, show him eating i know he kept asking for cabbage and i'm like wait a minute so is he is he eating the cabbage like i don't understand or is he, he even just packed on the cabbage
2: for, for the
0: trip right right yeah he, he i i mean i think that was my impression was that he was eating it um if not then this guy's wasting a lot of money for nothing i mean it it could
1: Money in time he was literally boiling the cabbage at one oh, not ready yet
0: yeah 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 no now that you mention it I mean, it could have been, you know, because clearly, like, when he was saying, I am sleeping, or I think at one point he was even saying, like, I am dreaming. Yeah. Um, it could have been a thing like that, where he's just convincing himself that he's doing these things. But, but yeah, I mean, it really was portrayed as he does eat the cabbage. And since so little is explained about how he even came to be, right. then we can believe that somehow he's able to eat and digest this food just like the oil that you said was on his face when he was a slave i I mean it could have been sweat
1: (laughs) he's sweating oil maybe maybe you know but dude like there was even points where brian would ask him if he was ready for cabbage. i'm like wait so you're like you're you're making sure that he gets three square meals a day of cabbage so Like I, we, we never got that payoff of him eating the cabbage, but he always had it. He drew about it, you know, but I, I don't, I literally typed that down. Like I was like, is is this dude eating the cabbage or what? Like, I don't, I don't understand what's with with the cabbage.
0: Dude, what if, what if the story would have been that, because again, since he's Brian's son, you know, and sons a lot of times do what their fathers do as a profession what if he started inventing things and then he was far better than Brian was (laughs) at inventing things to the point where like, he became so popular in the town you know
1: (laughs) and then his robot goes crazy yeah see that's yeah, that, that would have been oh man. See, that's that we gotta write more about Charles, man. These guys have missed the opportunity of Charles Petrescu. They created him and I mean the sky's the limit with this guy. But also,
2: but, Mr. Mr. Williams disappeared. What? Is that his name? The, the mouse. When they introduced oh. him to beanie, he, he he's like, Oh yeah, he uh, stepped on the wires, connected
1: him, and then you don't see him again. Yeah, because he, he got fried. He's secretly inside oh, yeah. him. Charles' chest dead. <laughs>
0: he's, he's the one controlling him from within. It's like it's a ratatouille thing. He's it's been infused rat, into the wires
1: so he can't leave. His Ooh, body is Charles. Charles is the rat. <laughs> <laughs> and even that, the rat had more personality than Brian.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean,
2: no lies detected.
0: Well Again, man. Kudos to these guys for writing Charles, but I think it just needed a little more time to 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 bake. You know the the story.
1: Bing bong. Yeah, no, you're right.
0: Um, so we can go into our uh ratings of this film, but I do want to um just note something really, really quickly, because Mark actually had said how, um, you know, a lot of the movies that we've done so far in season two have have been disappointing, Um, you know, outside of Bullet Train and Pinocchio. um, But at least this one, um, The Banshees of Inna and The Wonder, interesting that they all kind of deal with the... um, with the the theme or the topic of loneliness mm-hmm. and as i thought about that i was like i wonder if that you know just kind of reflects you know where we are in the world today you know that that's something that because of the pandemic and whatnot and and technology and everything that just maybe seems to be prominent in the uh creative uh, psyche but Anyway, that was just a, an yeah, interesting yeah. note. Yeah. And then I hate to disappoint, but uh, You
1: don't I have could, any fun facts?
0: I could not find any, bro. Come
2: on. Charles could...
1: has so many fun facts, bro. I was ready. I
2: was ready with some fun fact music.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, I did I'm my gonna
2: Well, I'm going to play it anyway. Hold up.
1: All right. That's Dude. That.
0: Right, that's right, that's gone on for too long, but... Uh, oh, that, fun facts
2: is what I would have said there. Well,
1: that, he, here's a fun fact. Chris ooh. Hayward was actually Charles. He played Charles.
0: Oh, I thought we all knew that. That's why no, I didn't say that. I,
1: I made that up. I don't know. Wait, wait! didn't you say that? <laughs> you said that, Juan, in the beginning. Yeah. Well he was written. I feel like was he voice? What? no no what he you... was
0: in it was just like a cardboard box
1: and it he was in was yeah. I, was I could tell I, I could tell it was a cardboard box when he yeah. fell over on that from the pink step. I was like, dude, that thing broke. Like <laughs> 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 um,
0: Okay, I mean I have I have oh, I mean, you guys might find this fun. This is a fun fact. Uh, right. I did I did uncover something. So yeah. one of the inventions that they the writers came up with that didn't make it onto the film uh, was something they called glove gloves. So it's basic, essentially just a pair of gloves that you put on and then another pair of gloves that you put on, on top of those um, which sounds stupid. But then when they explained it, I was like, okay, (laughs) that's not that bad. I mean, it's still bad. Uh, Let me, I, I take that back. It's still bad, but I, I guess I understand it. They're like, if you're, walking with someone in the cold and they don't have gloves on then you can take off the glove gloves and give it to them
2: <laughs> well, why don't you just carry a second pair of gloves
0: listen they that's not you, the invention
1: not only are you carrying them you're wearing them.
0: mark i'm curious did you watch this with Kristen?
1: no she uh, actually walked in and said WTF, but she said the words, Are you watching?
0: I, I was, I was, I wanted to know what she thought about that pinecone bag.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I didn't ask how you could make it. Can you make it?
2: <laughs> you can't say, uh, it's just a bag with glue. And...
1: <laughs> uh, no, she, she didn't see it. She actually was upset at the pick because she thought it was too obscure.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Apparently she has not listened to the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we don't do a we don't do a lot of obscure things. What we did don't. she think
0: of zeros and ones?
1: That one was obscure. And uh I think that was the last one. Oh no, you did this, Sukiyaki. That was obscure.
0: Uh, but that's there like
1: three.
2: Were,
0: there was a time there where obscure was our thing.
2: No, like, uh, I hadn't heard of any of the movies y'all were picking,
1: man.
0: Yeah. A hidden life? Did you know it? Like, I did not.
1: Well, I I remember seeing a trailer about it, but just completely writing it off and and
0: but. Dude, yeah. you picked you pick like a Swedish movie, right? Another round was that Swedish yeah, or round. Danish?
1: Oh, I had that on, my, but that's Mads Mikkelsen. I feel like anything he does is not obscure. He's he's a top well, notch was, actor.
2: No, it was great, but I have not heard a peep of people that movie. I, I mean, yeah, like, maybe
0: they training, weren't like I think. I mean, they weren't as obscure as this because, again, if this barely made a million dollars, who knows what the budget was? So yeah, this was obscure, but but a lot of those
1: usually we Sundance le- movies are.
0: We were leaning in that direction for sure, but again, yeah. it's it, it's not intentional. Like uh, this, I'm not. No, we like movies. Yeah, like I'm not trying to find Sometimes. obscure movies. Like I saw this trailer, and again, Kevin, side Mark, watch the trailer. Like yes. if you. You know, you'd be like, Wow, that that looks really good. I want to see that, you know, especially because yeah, it is a Sundance and it is independent and it is, you know, it's sometimes the obscure ones are the hidden gems.
1: Yeah. usually. Well, yeah, most of the times.
0: But it's Uh, a valid point. I'm not I'm not mad at her for that.
1: The trailer's playing right now with no sound, so I'm just yeah. Um that was that was her reaction, but she didn't she didn't really watch it. I was
0: hoping that, you know, even though obviously we can't show movie clips, I was curious if maybe there was a loophole, like if we could play maybe part, like short snippets from a trailer. No, nah, I can't do that either. Well,
1: and what do you, do you mean? Like, like
0: uh, just like a, 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 as part of the intro or whatever, if we just played, you know, five seconds from the trailer for people oh. to hear, you know? But, I think but,
1: you're allowed to do that.
0: I don't nah, know. No, nah, you can't. Um, anyway, so I'll I'll begin the rating portion. Um, and I, I really... Sorry, I
1: mean, he, in the trailer, he just came out in his pimp suit. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of charming, witty, robotic romance.
0: <laughs> um, I, uh, it, I'm heartbroken, you know, again, because it was my pick because it was so disappointing to me but as we as we talk about it man it was man if you could like almost just encapsulate Charles and just uh, give him some better material but even with this material he shined he was he was amazing he was go I I'd love to see him at one of the award shows like <laughs> 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 yeah, it, we
1: need a movie just for Charles, man. Dude. It just needs to be called Charles Petrescu.
0: Can you imagine? It's like when they're showing the actors that are nominated, and they show them in the audience. If 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 they cut to a shot of Charles,
1: his lifeless body just sitting there, <laughs> <laughs> maybe moving his head left and right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I mean, it just uh, unfortunately just really missed the mark in so many ways so maybe someone listening to this you know seeing or hearing our enthusiasm for for charles and our appreciation for how how good that is they might go off on their own and watch it and um and relate but i cannot personally recommend it and um just wish it was so much better and i mean it sounds like we could have written it a lot better um Than than those guys did. Although, again, you still uh, credit them for the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it's a one
1: out of five for Brian and (laughs) (laughs)
0: Trump.
1: Big oof. All right. You know, the trailer says a charming comedic robot mockumentary. Mm -hmm. So they were making fun of Brian.
0: No, no. I think mockumentary is a movie that is it's a a fake, f- a fake documentary.
1: Oh, okay. Like
0: Spinal Tap, which is the, oh, the okay. cream the cream of the crop of oh, mockumentaries. Okay.
1: I don't think I've seen many
0: mockumentaries. Then you mean
2: this is Spinal Tap?
0: Oh, we're gonna we might be watching one. I got one on my list. Oh boy!
2: Ooh, All right, fair okay. enough. All right, my turn. Um, my favorite quote from the movie. I really did like it because I even talked to the girls about it when he says, start from the beginning and yours your imagination. And that's my advice to the writers, that they should go back <laughs> to the beginning and use their imagination. <laughs> um, like I said, Charles, great. But again, that was all their imagination in Charles. And even when he would say the little lines, like, you know, perilous, like, it was funny to me. But everything else did not work. And uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a one, because that's what I'm going to give it. <laughs> I don't know what that was.
1: That was funeral music, man. (laughs) You just put this movie to rest. A Requiem?
2: A Sad violin.
1: is what it was. Oh, that was pretty sad. I was moved. Brian and Charles. Man, I thank thank the writers for introducing me to Charles. He will always hold a special place in my heart. Uh, I'm pretty sure I will start using Wishing You... Oh dang, I, I have not written the best of that. nights. Wishing you the best of nights. See, I'm working on it. But I, I want to start using that because that was just it's magical. You gotta use uh, his accent though. Wishing you the best of nights. Yeah. <laughs> uh and it's just it's it's unfortunate that you know something so simple as a little robot made from a washing machine ended up movie and the writers just didn't focus on that at all. And, um, I mean, just staying on Charles would have made the movie better, but they stuck with Brian. And I mean, mm-hmm. we, there was no point for us to like Brian. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't hate him, but I also didn't like him. And so, you know, it's, it's hard to be invested in a movie where you don't even like the main character. Uh, and then the character that you do like has amount of screen time so it's just it, it was it was again another missed opportunity that's that's what it's been for the past couple weeks now and um i do think that anything would have been better than the town bully showing up and he has I, I oh my gosh so when he's thrown on the bonfire <laughs> <laughs> apparently everyone's just standing around watching brian he climbs up the bonfire as it's It's raging. It's fire. And he goes and he grabs Charles and he pulls him off. And just everyone's just standing there like nobody's doing anything. It's just it's bad. So it's not just a town bully. It's town bullies like everyone in this town just sucks, I guess. But not one person said, oh, let me help you. Like, oh, let me help you get this robot.
0: I blame the budget. They were like, we can only afford you. We can only pay you to stand there.
1: (laughs) If you start talking we got to pay you more. We can't afford that. <laughs> uh, I guess, man. But yeah, so man, the the title is Brian and Charles, but it should just be Charles. Um he was just gold. Uh whether it was comedic or not, everything he said was just perfection and it was it was wonderful. Charles that is. And, it would have been great uh, to
2: see him interacting with the rest of the town.
1: I'm telling you Mm -hmm. You should have let him go out See what happens I mean when Hazel saw him She was like just amazed Like you could see it in her eyes Yeah. Um, But yeah so that's just not how it went And uh, I'm actually going to rate it a little bit higher Because I love Charles that much It's a three for me Uh, Mm -hmm. I might actually recommend this to someone Just so Because we don't have too many like funny robot movies And Mm. uh, I mean Charles was really great uh, so I, I could, I could see myself recommending it to someone who is into the genre of, uh, I guess robot movies or be obscure, mu- uh, obscure movies, movies like this has been told uh, it is, I guess. Um, but yeah, three Sweet. little Jerry's, um, actually I should probably put it too. Cause I, I don't know. Oh, I might watch it again just for Charles. Yeah. I'll leave it at three. I'm at a three. I'm thinking about things like him coming out in that pimp suit really was just. I died. I died. I almost spit my drink out. I was not expecting that. I mean, Buddy had. Uh, did he have a cane? I want to believe he had a cane too. Like, he was dressed to the nines, man. Like, hat. And, and, yeah, like, considering he's a robot and like he's AI and. They don't explain how he's so smart. And he knows what he knows, but you know that's okay. I took it for what it was, and just for him to you know realize that he's coming out like, "Hey, man, I'm stylish. This is me," and then yeah. Brian brought brought him down to reality. Going, "No, man, you can't." It's just, yeah, it's just. It was, I yeah. They they spent so much time in making sure that charles was believable and likable and whatever words you want to use that all the other characters were just there was there was no effort put into them
0: um yeah i mean i think i will watch this again but like literally just fast forward to charles's parts (laughs) because like i want to like his lines were so good but i don't remember them exactly you know yeah um, and I will I will clarify that while you may have thought all the previous movies were duds, I really liked the banshees of Inna Sharon. It was just sad I didn't
1: say they were I, duds. I, I really loved the movie. I'm saying that they could have gone better ways. That's what I'm
0: saying. Okay. So that was a three out of five. Kevin, are you um uh, writing these sound effects down so that you know is that like the set sound for like a one and a two and a three or are yeah, you just like, uh it was
2: it was a little bit late because i thought he was gonna give it a one so i had the market <laughs> oh, so i had to scroll to like oh man it <laughs> you can't
0: <laughs> save like in, in a in a window like your favorites
2: no man this is on my phone I, I mean, <laughs> just before right. like i'm scrolling back and forth I'm like that's We're what not he's...
1: high-tech yet, bro. He ain't working from a, 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 a MacBook. Yeah, Gotcha. Gotcha. So All I have, right. I have, I have sad I'm glad I threw a curveball at you, though.
2: I have sad uh, violin for me and sad um, piano for Mark. Uh,
0: so to recap, that was a one for me, a two for Kevin, and what? a three. No, I gave it a one. one. Oh, what a one. A one for me, a one for Kevin, and a three for Mark. Fair yeah. enough. I appreciate Mark's uh, Mark's comments. I'm I'm glad that you uh enjoyed Charles so much. I, I guess I don't feel so bad about about this pick then.
1: I'm gushing. But I'm gushing.
0: That's that's a redeemable quality
1: to me. Everything about him was just fantastic. Yeah. His absolutely. Moves and I, just, yeah. Yeah. I, I wish the movie was just about him. <laughs> like they started off with the lightning storm and boom, we got Charles.
0: Yeah and I think particularly with the dancing one of the things that um Chris Hayward said was that he felt like um Charles was like a perfect combination <laughs> between like a dog and a child and I know that you're a dog lover who Bro, also Oh the tippy taps uh,
1: man I didn't want yeah. 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 yeah when he was Oh yeah dogs do that's the tippy taps
0: Yeah absolutely well they also like if you have a window they like jump up you know, to like try yeah. to see what's going on, yeah. And he was looking yeah. out the window when he left, they always want yeah. to sit in the front. Yep, yeah. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I want to sit in the front, no, <laughs> had
1: a whole argument for like five minutes. And guess what? Charles is sitting in the front.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, we've done all we could here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out uh nick if you're listening uh, well i know that you are listening because you listen to every episode so i want to say that we really appreciate that and i want to say that i know that you will appreciate that shout out to lars and the real girl but we appreciate all of our listeners especially those who who listen to every single episode? We have much much love for you, and we can't tell you how much it means to us.
2: Also, ch- check out our Instagram.
0: Instagram, mm. Instagram. What's the
2: handle? What's the handle, baby boy? We are uh, we under, underscore like <laughs> underscore movies. <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta
0: put it in there. we underscore like underscore movies.
1: Correct. Right. Yo, hey. For our listeners, for 20 bucks, Juan will shout you out too.
0: (laughs) Money well spent.
1: (laughs) All right. All right, gents. Well, it's been fun. Cheerio. Love you. Later.